The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, The Next Step. Gary Gretzinger here, your host for Addiction The Next Step, brought to you by the New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports. And we are once again coming to you from uh, Niagara Falls. And uh, we are at the ASAP Conference at the Alcoholism and Substance Abuse Providers Conference, which brings together providers from all across the state of New York, all working to uh, improve the services available and to deliver services to people looking for addiction services and supports, what Oasis is all about. Also all about that are the folks at Farnham Family Services, and I'm joined right now by Eric Brzee, the Executive Director, and Chris Bastout, the Senior Director of Services. Guys, thanks very much for sitting down to chat with us. Thanks for having us. Nice Thank to, you. Nice to have you here with us in Niagara Falls. And, um, you know, we're going to start with a real simple question so people know who and what we're talking about. Who and what is Farnham Family Services? Tell us about it. So Farnham is a OASIS-certified prevention treatment recovery supports and harm reduction organization serving Oswego County and recently a small portion of Cuga County in Auburn where we just opened an opioid treatment program. And so as far as the range of services that you provide and, and sort of the, the methodology or the, or the theme that's behind everything that ties Farnham together, tell people about that. Yeah, so I can, I can speak to that. So Farnham, we offer a pretty, we're lucky to honor, uh, we're honored to offer a pretty comprehensive uh, range of services. So as Eric mentioned, we offer uh, prevention services. We have uh, counselors in the schools helping helping uh, young people uh, and out in the community, offering parenting programs and other evidence-based uh, programming out there. We've got treatment. Um, so we've got four clinics right now, as Eric mentioned, uh, the new one in Keoka County. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the treatment, you know, we offer uh, outpatient and OTP, which is opioid treatment programming, uh, and medication for opioid uh, use disorder, um, and then uh, re- we have recovery services. So that's uh, peers, people with lived experience, out in the community helping people uh, walk alongside them in their recovery journey. You know, and so I, as you explain the different services available, I just wondered, and maybe this is a, an unusual question to ask, but if, if there's one of those services that is... I don't know, been the one that's been the most sought after, the most important that people have just been asking about more and more today. I mean, is, is there one that jumps to the top of the list? A couple, couple things come to mind. I think there's been a the high need, of course, for, uh, you know, medication for opioid use disorder with the opioid crisis. That's, mm-hmm. that's for sure true. Uh, but I think one thing that's really growing is recovery services. I mean, the, the importance of peers, people with lived experience, um, people who are approachable, people who get it, people who someone can talk to, when they're feeling not sure if they want to start on this journey. I think that's been, I think, a really uh, one of the growing edges for us. And what, so, you know, let's talk too about, you said people who aren't sure if they want to start on this journey. When, when you get someone who's sort of on the fence, uh, and maybe, you know, we talk about the region that you're in, right? It's, you know, in New York State, you've got uh, both ends of the spectrum. You have downstate where there's, you know, tons of people and a, and a lot of services available, but then you come up to more of the rural areas and it's, everybody's spread out and the services are spread out, right? So I would imagine, you know, people may think sometimes in those more rural areas, well, how do I get to the services? You know, I, I can't even, I don't even live close to them and maybe there are other barriers. What, what do you say to them about getting them to make that call and to get started? Yeah, and I think it's just that, Jerry. Give us a call, right? Find out what your options are. At least pick up that phone. You can look at our website. You can kind of see what's available there. You can contact us through social media if that feels more comfortable for you. 
just make that call and let's start there see where you're at and see what we can put together that might fit your unique situation we have telehealth services available for people that have barriers to getting into our clinics we have peers that go out into the community to meet people literally where they're at they'll meet you at a dunkin donuts they'll meet you at your community library so there's a lot of options and different ways to connect to services we just recently launched a street outreach initiative where we're sending teams out into the community to connect and build relationships with folks who might be service entrance adverse to see what's going on like try to build a little bit of trust and have some consistency and just offer something that's useful to them so that maybe they will give us a chance to help them further you said you said a phrase here that we do hear quite a bit and that is to meet people where they're at and that's you know that that's literal and figurative really i mean it's where they're at in terms of their need but where they're at physically yep yep i think i'd add to uh, uh and emphasize that there's no wrong place to start you know as eric said you know picking up the phone but it's not an all or nothing scenario either. Someone can pick up the phone, ask a couple questions, call back two weeks later. You know, someone can meet with a peer one time, uh, call it quits. I mean, there's no, you're not locked into anything. Uh, that you're entering into a non-judgmental place where you're you're driving the pace. And, you know, we, we had talked previously uh, before we started recording about some of the other needs that you've been responding to. And you had mentioned that during the pandemic, uh, it sort of brought back the issue of, of high levels of alcohol use. And, you know, we talked about how, you know, uh, during the pandemic, people sort of joked, oh, it's day drinking and everything else because people are home. But that is something that for many people, when the pandemic receded, the, the level of drinking necessarily did not. We have certainly seen the impact of the pandemic and our numbers. For a long time, opioid use disorder was easily the primary diagnosis served across all of our clinics. And now alcohol use disorder is rivaling that. If you don't have a problem with alcohol, then day drinking during the pandemic probably didn't have much impact on your life. If you're somebody that struggles with it, then you're maybe falling right back into some of that dysfunction and things are falling apart for you again and you need to get some help. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, these are all services that Farnham provides. That's right. Yep. And speaking of the services, you did touch on this, the new development in Auburn, the OTP, and uh, you know we're seeing more and more of, of this uh, start to happen and people expand with OTPs. Talk to me about what Farnham is doing. We're really excited about this, Jerry. We just opened three weeks ago an opioid treatment program in the uh, city of Auburn. It's at 13 Chapel Street for anybody that's local and is looking to access care there right above Nick's Ride Recovery Support Program. This is a all three medications for opioid use disorder. So methadone, buprenorphine, and naltrexone. Folks can come in, get access to that service, and it just makes it accessible. There's a number of folks who have been traveling uh, hour, hour and a half, sometimes daily, to access this medication and the supports that they need for their opioid use disorder. This move is putting it right in their backyard and making it accessible for people who have never had an opportunity to get this level of support. That's great. And I, I, and that's that's another part about, you know, with New York and some of those rural areas is, you know, we hear people talk about like service deserts, right? It's so far for someone to get someplace. So making this more accessible, closer, su- such a win for people who need that service. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So so how, do, how does that work for someone? So if this is new, I mean, maybe someone hasn't, you know, tried to experience this service before. How does it work? They go in and what's that process? Yeah, I mean, so uh, someone comes in and they'll have an initial assessment. So we'll you know meet with them and uh, go over what their needs are, work what they're um, what they're looking to do, mm-hmm. and then you know for for our opioid treatment program, 
uh, they meet with our medical uh, providers, uh, they meet with the doctor, they meet with nurses, um, and uh, basically start, start their course of methadone, finding their appropriate dose. Uh, and then we monitor them to make sure that's that's appropriate for them and then set up their initial treatment uh, program so they're coming in initially pretty often so we can make sure they got a good stable dose and then uh, over time as we've got that all sorted then uh, someone can come in uh, you know once a week uh, they can get take-homes uh, come in once a month uh, so so in pretty short order someone's able to come in find some stability uh, and then get back to life go to work raise the kids do all those things and not have it be uh, disruptive and, and, you know, and the take-home element of that, I think, is so important, too, because, uh, you know, I know this is something that's becoming more and more popular, and certainly during the pandemic that became really important. But the fact that, you know, people can come in and, like you said, after a while have that to bring home with them so they can they can be more focused on going back to work, taking care of family. Right. This was one of the silver linings of the pandemic, Jerry, is uh, the take-home restrictions were loosened from a federal perspective, you know, to accommodate the pandemic. And what we learned was... People are able to handle this medication a lot better than we thought that they might be. And so we were able to keep those uh, loosened restrictions in place. They never came back and tightened them because we learned it's okay. People are, if they're doing okay, the doctors assessing them is doing okay, you can give them, you know, some of, more of their life back, right? So, and that's the goal. Like, let's get you back to living your life and accomplishing what you want to accomplish. Yeah, but I would say uh, not only that too, but, you know, as the medication component, but there's also the, the supportive counseling and the other services that we offer that we mentioned uh, previously. Uh, you know, we offer support for, for someone uh, in recovery, of course. So the meeting with a therapist, uh, however often makes sense, weekly, biweekly, once a month, whatever it is. Uh, so they're getting support along along the way. You know, if this is a new journey for somebody, uh, it's full of new questions and new challenges and all that. And so we're there to help someone along that journey, but also family members. So if someone has a, a family member who's going along this journey with them, we can uh, offer therapeutic support for them as well, uh, vocational services, all the things we mentioned before that really help someone find stability again, not just the medication, but all the services that go with it. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because yes, yeah, so so rarely is it just one person who's affected or right. touched by this, the so that system. there's support for the whole the whole system, as you yep. say. Well, that's great, and I, I think it's important too, because I think what you're you're describing is that, you know, uh, we, we hear that phrase, meet people where they're at, and whether it's literal or figurative, it's really addressing the person as a whole person, not like, you're gonna fit into this mold, we're gonna build what we're gonna do for you around you. That's right, that's right. Guys, listen, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this, this has been great. I appreciate you sitting down and chatting with us, sharing information. And uh, the website of people who are in the area and want to check out more would be? www.farnhaminc.org. And that's F-A-R-N as in Nancy, H-A-M as in Michael, I-N-C. Org. Great. And of course, we'll put a link to that as well. We'll have that available. And uh, just love the work you're doing. The, the expansion to the OTP, great, great. Uh, Guys, thank you again thank for you coming so much. out and talking with so us today in lovely Niagara Falls. Uh, and uh, I'm Jerry Gretzinger, your host of Addiction the Next Step. I want to thank you again for t- checking us out here. And uh, we'll be back next time. So keep your eyes out for the latest episode.